Hello everyone. Welcome to the Shagnik and Diganto show. So today we are going to talk about Airbnb. So many of you might have heard about uh, the startup, not really a startup right now. So Airbnb is a company where hosts can rent out their entire houses or a room of their house to strangers to come and uh, stay there and they can get uh, some earnings out of them. uh many people compare it with oyo but it is not really uh, similar to oyo so you know let's dive into it so airbnb started out in 2008 and it starts with the story of brian chesky and joe gebbia now both of them are founders of airbnb and they met in san francisco so they were living there as students as design students in fact and one day they just decided uh, chalo bhai let's quit our jobs and let's do something let's start a startup i mean they are in silicon valley so it is quite uh, in fashion there so they did that they quit their jobs and then they were thinking to what to do next now what happened was uh, because of some reasons their rent got increased 25% the think about that suddenly your rent get increased 25% the very next month and as you can imagine for two unemployed design students uh it would be next to impossible to you know justify that cause they would pretty much end up homeless so uh it was a really bad situation for them so what they did was uh they brought in their enterprising mindset they got an invitation i mean if you think about it the entire idea of airbnb started out with a random invitation which is a god because they were design students and in that invitation uh it was an invitation for design students in san francisco but at the end of the flyer it was written in small that all the hotels were sold out so please manage your own reservations wherever you want so this gave them a spark in fact joe suggested that uh, you know they had a few air mattresses in their cupboard so why not just lay them down on the uh, dining room and just book out the air mattresses not even the entire room three separate air mattresses so that is what they actually did they rented out each of those air mattresses for 80 dollars each so they created a website and they named it air bread and breakfast not airbnb air bread and breakfast.com and three of them sold out so after that day went what they realized was it was actually a good way to earn some money and not only that they were also pleased by hosting those strangers which they initially thought might not be the case and that gave them the spark which they were looking for that idea which they were looking for and believe it or not that was the start of airbnb as humble as it, it may sound so digan though what do you think about this i mean uh, such a simple problem and such a simple solution and yet it turns out to be a 100 billion dollar company today what do you think about that exactly like this is what uh, is expected of real entrepreneurs and whenever we have uh, talked or interviewed entrepreneurs we have come to know that they are not really interested in earning money out of a very complex thing but they want to solve a uh, some basic problem because once you understand you have a very clear vision that this is the problem and that needs to be solved you will automatically have a simple solution that what needs to be done and then surround your model around that solution uh, to solve that simple problem so i believe that this is the core idea behind any entrepreneurship in fact yeah i mean if right. you look into airbnb what is the problem the problem is as simple as in many of the cities there are less rooms available than visitors so there is a requirement of room 
and many people are there with extra rooms in their places which they have no use for so why not just rent them out it is as simple as that and the uh, the visitors also have a place to stay and the guests the hosts uh, also earn some extra money so every party is getting benefited so why not exactly in fact uh, they had uh, i uh, if uh, we come to their struggle part they had their third partner uh, a, who was a coder not really a design student called nathan blesherzik from harvard school, uh, from harvard and they in fact uh, when they had this initial success from hosting a design conference uh, and ho- hosting a hotel room inside their own room they thought that they could do the same for a next conference in texas but sadly it was a flop so uh, we need to realize then they realize uh, that they pivoted their complete business model from that point they realize that this is a travel business it's not an event business because if they continue with this then they'll always be dependent on events uh, where the events are being held uh, how the events uh, who are or whom to target for the events and whom will be staying uh, at that point of time and it was not really a stable business model uh one of the most interesting stories around their struggle was uh that in 2008 uh elections were coming in uh, there were the candidates barack obama and kane were uh, very popular were getting popular and they decided to use that very fact in their marketing campaign like uh, i have heard that in barack obama in one of his speech 1 lakh visitors were expected uh, and while there were 30000 rooms so uh the, so basically what they did was they uh, printed serial boxes with writ, uh, written campaigns as obama owes the taste of change and captain mccain a maverick in every bite so uh, i remember that they sold about 1000 of them about 800 of them uh, with 40 dollars each and made a whopping 30000 dollars profit so that was a very big amount uh, with just uh, selling uh, cereal boxes and marketing airbnb from that cereal boxes uh, so this was this was a this is a struggling time i think every entrepreneur faces and uh, they need to pivot or change their business model completely of what they were initially thinking do you have anything to add shagnesh i mean when people think about entrepreneurs they only think about mark zuckerberg jeff bezos you know elon musk and the flashy life which they live what people do not know is the struggle they went through to reach that i mean the life of an entrepreneur of any businessman in fact is always uh, you know filled with ups and downs like as you said in 2008 uh i think the speech was in denver where 1 lakh visitors were expected but there were only 30000 rooms so basically airbnb completely saw that opportunity and grabbed that they you know probably booked 70000 other visitors who were there and because of that they got national and international popularity so i can assure you this was a definite high for them they were you know extolled that their their website is getting so much attention but the unfortunate thing was uh, after they got so much attention they approached investors and to what i know they approached about 20 investors you know 10 of them replied back five of them actually met and at the end of the day no one invested so again the very day before they were you know excited and enjoying that they were getting so much attention and the very next day they are down because none of the investors actually invested money so again this is just an example to show that 
ups and downs come every day sometimes the ups are for one day and the downs are for one day sometimes they could last for months but that is the path which an entrepreneur chooses and at the end of the day uh, the entrepreneur who can persist who can struggle his way through all these ups and downs you know which comes earlier on they are the only one who come through at the end of the day and they are the one who we see in the tv they are the elon musk they are the uh, jeff bezos of the world so it's not all sunshine and everything there is a lot of dark phases which people don't know about so having said that i mean it was not all you know bad after they went through their ups and downs and everything they eventually got through the very first investment in fact uh, they were lucky enough that this caught the attention of paul graham now some of you may know some of you may not know paul graham is actually very famous in silicon valley because he was the founder of y combinator y combinator is famous for investing into a big big hotshot names like facebook uh, amazon and many other companies so what happened was uh, paul graham you know read about these two young entrepreneurs three in fact by now and he wanted to meet them but the shocking thing was uh, in their very first meeting he was absolutely shocked that people even use this platform because i mean standing in 2021 it is very easy to imagine people going into other people's uh, rooms and staying and all but in 2008 you know we were taught better don't go to a stranger's place don't get into a stranger's car definitely don't go into a stranger's home and here they were with an idea where strangers will stay in strangers places and nothing would happen right so paul graham was absolutely shocked that this model actually worked but uh, despite that he still invested 20000 dollars and the reason was he believed in the entrepreneurs he may not necessarily believe in the idea then and there but he knew that if they could sell cereal boxes for 30000 dollars profit they can make a, a idea work they had the hustle and grind in them to make any idea work so he saw the potential in the three young people and he invested 20000 and from that 20000 eventually because of that tag name of y combinator investing in your startup and everything they eventually got a total round of 600000 of seed funding which at the end of the day enabled them to hire a proper team get uh, rent a proper office and start their operations officially and after all of that in actually they named their startup airbnb initially it was air bread and breakfast so again again uh, the last phase was about the struggle this is about the you know highs and all so what do you think uh, digantu why did paul actually invest do you think that he made a mistake i mean would you have invested uh, if you were at that stage in 2008 oh uh, well obviously seeing the current valuation of airbnb i must say that it was a great investment by him and uh, he's a seasoned uh, investor and entrepreneur himself and uh, i i realize i so somehow realize why he invested that though it might not seem that uh, just renting out rooms uh, would be a profitable business but uh, this the absolute determination of the founders the founders play a huge role uh, in any entrepreneurship and uh, the uh, the uh, the thing that they did with uh, the cereal boxes and how they marketed their campaigns and it is pretty difficult to make uh, 30000 profit by merely selling cereal boxes so i believe that uh, they saw, he must have seen some spark in them which led to him investing on them so let's move on to the growth phase of airbnb uh i've heard that after the 2008 market crash uh they utilized that opportunity a lot like 
obviously after the market crash uh, people were desperate to earn extra money and since airbnb had kind of decentralized the hotel industry and uh, they had given the profit sharing into the hands of regular people so just by renting out an extra room people were able to earn good money so uh, a lot of factors played but one of the most important factors in uh, uh, propelling their growth was i think in fact the timing what do you think Ab- about that? absolutely like timing is one of the most underrated aspects of any startup to grow or you know completely perish like people uh, you know initial entrepreneurs do not realize that but as much as your idea may have value your team may have value if your timing is not right if you're too early into a market or if you're too late into a market no matter how good of a you know idea you may have or a team you may have or a product you may have you will not succeed the timing is of crucial importance and airbnb absolutely nailed it by luck or by design whatever they nailed it true like that definitely propelled them so uh, airbnb took a percentage cut from each booking and uh, their revenue relied on many bookings so this was a unique aspect of airbnb that they relied heavily on the bookings and uh, the visitors which were coming in so uh, their revenue soon capped to 200 dollars a week one interesting thing about airbnb which they had started uh, was that uh, they knew that hosts didn't know how to click pictures in high definition they knew that uh, to uh, market their plots they needed good pictures because today's world is driven by social medias and uh, they, that is why they started uh, paying freelance photographers to click high pictures of their plots to pick uh, click high pictures of their listings and uh, instantly that was a, i think a very great idea because their revenue almost doubled in fact uh, cheski being a great founder and an entrepreneur in 2010 he claimed that he will go and live in each of their listings for many months months to check out their property and its quality Uh, so that is i think a great quality of cheski which he has proved over and over again not only with paul graham and uh, he also with the statements and continuous interactions with the media so uh, do you think that a good founder is an absolute essential for an entrepreneurship shagnik absolutely i mean there is no doubt about that because whenever you are starting a business i mean you have to remember like basically what does a business do a business provides value into the society and in return it gets revenue it may sound very simple when put in this terms but for every business to succeed there are problems which the business faces every single day every single week every single year and uh, when you are you know you're an employee in a big corporation or you know you are even a ceo of a big corporation you have a lot of help around to actually uh, to help you analyze the problem to solve it and to move ahead but when you are a startup when you are running a startup right you are a founder of a startup you don't have that many people around you who can actually tell you okay dekho bhaiya ye this is the problem and this is how you should go about it you have to figure shit out yourself and the capability right. to do so this is what really makes or breaks a startup right because no matter how well you plan you will face problems you're bound to face problems if you're not facing problems means you are not taking challenges enough so when you face those problems then it comes to the founders and the founding team to sit down analyze the problems and come to the right solution as quickly as they can and as uh, you know cost effectively as they can because again they do not have lot many resources on their hand so 
Jeski, you know, uh, as he said, he uh, figured out that uh, their revenue plateaued at two hundred dollars a week because the hosts were not taking good pictures enough. Again, it's a very weird problem, but he analyzed that. He found it out that this is the problem which we need to solve. Again, in two thousand ten, I'm sure they were facing some issues, which is why Jeski decided that he will go and live himself in Airbnb for months and not into his own home. to actually see what is the experience of both the host and the guest and figure out how to make it better i mean these are definitely the characters of a very good founder true in fact uh, due to their good leadership in just 2 years and uh, they got their first success because in the later months of 2010 they raised about uh, 7.1 million dollars from vc firms or venture capitalist firms In two thousand eleven, they raised about one twenty million dollars, and uh, in fact, one of the interesting parts about that was Ashton Kutcher also helped in it because he got a board seat in Airbnb. Uh, one of the in uh, one of the early successes in two thousand eleven, they had one million users, and in about spread across eighty nine countries, and in just five months, they had two million. So, but from it's it's a really a great journey and fascinating journey because they started out in two thousand eight. By two thousand eleven, they had one million users, and in just five months, they their almost users doubled. That is two million, and at the end of the year, they had five million users. Uh, so that's a, like a phenomenal journey uh, of what they had done. Uh, Airbnb is also known for many acquisitions because in in just uh, 2011 they acquired a company called Acolio, a small German clone of its service, thereby expanding to Germany. In the 2012 Summer Olympics, it acquired a London-based rival, Crashpadder, and subsequently adding 6,000 international listings to its existing inventory. So it followed a model of it wanted to capitalize on the market. Uh, so it has it has also been known that they have continued they have plans of uh, further acquisitions in the future too. It uh, also has many design changes and product changes uh, when they had in uh, 2011 because they launched the first experiences feature in the app. Like renters can take part in activities like cooking, classes, tours, and adventures. Uh, in 2012, they had after experiences was launched in June 2012, they had about 10 million users. And in just uh, almost six to seven years, uh, it launched a variations of its product. Uh, it launched Airbnb Magazine, which is Airbnb Mag, which they call it. It is just a fifteen dollar magazine, but is it also helped in their revenue? By two thousand nineteen, they had about one fifty million users and seven million listings over one lakh cities. uh so it has uh, in fact according to one of the popular business insider it it is already above the marriott international hilton worldwide with such a strange and unique business idea they are already above all these uh, uh well known uh, hotel groups all, uh, already uh, their valuation became 38 billion dollars but however the interesting thing to notice that they still run at a loss every year so that is really interesting thing and we have seen that continuously for many tech startups that though they have a huge growth a phenomenal growth but they usually run at losses so why do you think that they run at losses i mean the very fact which you said the very line you said before this uh, they have incredible growth 
So why do they run at losses? And that is the reason why they run at losses. The thing is, uh, when you are running a traditional company, right, a brick and mortar company, then uh, the barrier to entry is a bit high. You have to buy, you know, a location. You need to buy your machineries, your raw material. You need to, you know, so handle the logistics, the delivery chain, everything. So the barrier to entry is quite high. It's quite expensive. But when you're talking about tech startups, about tech companies, the barrier to entry is not that high. You know, anyone with good coding skills and business acumen can, you know, juggle things up and start a service very same as yours. So the thing is, for tech companies, what they need to do, they need to expand very fast so that they can get the majority market share as soon as they can. Because once you put your uh, product out in the market, in the open market, you are sure that some people or the other will copy it and, you know, launch a detailed clone of it within the next few months. So the very first thing you should worry about is how to get as much market share as you can. And as you can imagine to do that, you need to invest heavily into promotions and to marketing and expansion. And because of that, the tech companies go into loss every year, every year until they have a, you know, substantial market uh, dominance and then they start to you know reduce their expenses because they already have that market share so again i don't really know if this is a good uh, you know business strategy a good business model or not it definitely works we know that it works also it doesn't work for many companies as, as we know of we work for example it failed miserably now for airbnb it worked right i mean we know it worked for airbnb in fact some of the investors and the you know board members were worried that uh, to you know to get more market share they were expanding a bit too rapidly because in quarter 3 of 2019 they saw double the losses as that of quarter 3 in 2018 and that was primarily due to increase in marketing so again uh, these are some red flags which showed that okay the company is expanding very fast you know it has potential and everything but financially you know it may be not so sound but still, at the end of the day, it is growing. So everyone is happy, right? So in fact, they were growing so fast that they had planned to launch their IPO in 2020. And there was another reason for that also, because many of the employees had stock options, which would expire at the end of 2020. So they had to basically, and they did also, as we know right now. But as we all know, 2020 came. <laughs> so... Because of the coronavirus, I mean, uh, if I remember right, 80% of the reservations were cancelled in all of the hotels. In fact, in Airbnb, 90% of the reservations were cancelled. And as a whole, the tourism industry dropped by 60%. Just think about that, which is again very high, but a few months back, it was $38 billion, right? So they were definitely, you know, going straight ahead into a wall. If they didn't do anything, they would soon be, you know, cash poor. So what they did was uh, they raised $2 billion in two rounds, $1 billion each. They raised $2 billion like that. And a big chunk of that, uh, I believe $250 million of that, went to host funds. These were basically the hosts who lost their reservations due to coronavirus, right? And $250 million was given to them, which was, again, a mere percentage of the actual loss they had. But what could Airbnb do more, right? Uh, also, along with all these things to cut cost, they laid off uh, of 25%, I believe, of their workforce, which was about 2,000 employees. And uh, the top executive salary was reduced by 50%. In fact, the founders, Jeski himself, 
said that he won't take salary for six months. I mean, these are very bold measures, and it is never the right thing to do, like uh, to lay off two thousand people like that. But if you have to do it to save the company, I mean, you have to do it. I mean, as we know, twenty twenty was a very bad year, right? As we know right now, standing in twenty twenty one, all these worked out eventually. But what do you think, Digonto? What different could you could you have done had you been in Chelsea's place in twenty twenty? You know, mid twenty twenty. Truthfully, looking back, if uh, we think that uh, that uh, the COVID experience would pan out for more than a year, then uh, Airbnb could have made some product changes. Uh, they could have. Uh, they did. Uh, they have now started uh, focusing more on the local travels. However, if they could change uh, a product more related to isolated. places are uh, people and more con- uh, more concentrate more on the experience rather than on their hotels which because already their uh, bookings were at an all time low i think it would have uh, made uh, panned out differently the losses uh, however uh, then again the co- we never know about covid and how many years it may run out so yes anything you would like to add I really don't think so because had I been in Chelsea's place in mid 2020, I didn't know right what coronavirus would actually turn out to be. It could be for one month, it True. could be for two years. Who knows? So standing at that point exactly. of time to save the company, I believe I would have done the same. Exactly. So finally, we come to the you know last four or five months of Airbnb, which is the turnaround phase, as I may call it. So why do I call it that? Because as we can, as we know. you know that airbnb was very close to becoming broke and from that point now being valued at over 100 billion dollars so what exactly happened so what happened was again a brilliant play by chesky he again analyzed the problem and came up with the perfect solution so what uh, exactly airbnb did was they realized that uh, people were staying at home the entire day right because of the work from home situation as we all know and they were getting tired and because they were getting tired many of the uh, young professionals what they wanted was to you know just get out of their home go to some place a, a very desolated place maybe rent out the place for a month or two and work there alone just as a break so they focused a lot on these types of long term stays and that was one thing that they did and the next thing which they did was again as people were getting bored by staying at their home many a times the family wish to you know get on a long drive go to some place local nearby stay there a day or two and then come back so they focused a lot on local travels as well and in fact uh, in the local travel part they had a very big advantage over big players and the big hotels because for any big hotel chain it is not possible to you know uh, have a hotel in every single good locality in every country but for airbnb it is possible again because it is a tech business right so that is exactly what they did they focused a lot on such local travels and in fact these two strategies paid out immensely for them along with the cost cutting which they did because at the believe it or not i mean at the end of 2020 q3 of 2020 their revenue was just low 18% than 2019 which is still low but again compared to the previous quarters which were low 90% it was quite a big big success in fact they even made 219 million dollars of profit in q3 just imagine a business being in the travel industry in 2020 making profit i mean it's just amazing if i think about it and in fact uh, airbnb took 
full advantage of that because right after they had this profit they filed for ipo in november and while filing it uh, their valuation was uh, i believe 47 billion dollars at 60 shares 60 dollars a share of something and when the ipo actually hit in december on the very first day it grew more than 135% and the company's valuation in one day went from 47 to 100 billion if you think about it a few months back six months back in fact the valuation was 18 billion and now it was more than 100 billion so again the magic of tech companies and their valuations god knows what happens there so this is the turnaround phase of airbnb now if i think about it uh, it is not everything is green right because if we look deep into the financials we can see that the profit earning ratio for airbnb in 2020 was minus 12 i mean usually if companies have very high pe ratios it is a bad thing because they have very less profit and the valuation is very high uh, but for airbnb it is minus <laughs> it is shocking and the reason it is minus is because they don't have a profit year along if we look into the entire year of 2020 or any year in fact they don't have a profit and yet their valuation is so high and that is the main reason they have a negative valuation in fact the analysts estimate that in 2021 the pe ratio will be minus 108 and in 2022 it will be minus 372 and from 2023 that airbnb could actually make some profit may again nothing is assured so again i really don't know that uh, if this valuation is justified but definitely we have to give props to airbnb and chesky for you know to swivel around all the problems which they faced in 2020 and all these years and actually come out on top of all of it but the valuation is again it seems like a bubble like uh, the phase when tech startups had so much valuation we know it as the infamous dot com bubble the 2000 and 2001 period I mean, what do you think they're going to do? Is the same thing uh, happening again? Is history repeating itself? Is it the next dot-com bubble? <laughs> it could be. You you never know. But uh, uh, how they have capitalized around the COVID situation, how they have expanded their markets, how uh, Chesky and uh, the other founders have fared over all these uncertainties, and still they have a such a uh, uh, such a valuation. It is uh, really a uh, commendable. Uh, in fact. Uh, however the covid times will end we all know that it will end and uh, chesky is also uh, as said in an interview that he is dependent on the post pandemic travel boom so uh, it definitely it might not be as uh, the ending of a bubble which may seem that uh, uh, due to the covid it may it might seem that uh, it it is a bubble but it might not be and it may rise up continuously too so you never know have do you have anything special to add about this thought i personally believe airwind has a very good future ahead i believe according to me the valuation will come down a bit but after coming down it will again go back up so i am waiting for that phase when it will come down i want to invest in airwind because uh, what airbnb does you need a company to operate on a global basis to do something like that to have a location in to have a property in every single location in the world wherever you want to go just go into airbnb and search it up and you can have a few properties there and choose and have a complete local experience not many companies can actually do that right so i believe airbnb has a future it has to do a bit more cost cutting 
they have to take more thoughtful steps on how to expand without going into losses because till now till 2020 they were running their company with private money right but from 2020 they are running the company with investors money with public's money and when it comes to a publicly listed company they cannot take rash decisions they cannot have rash spendings so i believe that jeski knows that very well and he will do the appropriate steps necessary so i believe they have a very good future ahead